0: hi everyone and welcome back to discerning consciousness podcast i'm your host ant and you join me today for episode number 114 entitled the covid files personal lessons and revelations so thank you all for joining me uh once again and uh, i realized that much of the world's media um certainly in europe at least and the people's attention has now turned from covid to um to the situation in um, situation in the Ukraine but what I want to talk about today is really uh, as we're coming up to the uh, second anniversary uh, not a very posthumous anniversary of the start of um, lockdowns in much of the world including here in the UK uh, I thought it would be a good time to um, analyze really um, the more sort of psychological and philosophical dimension of um, what we've been through, both collectively and individually, and I'm just going to share some of my own experiences and uh, perspectives, and hopefully, um, hopefully, you'll be able to relate to some of the uh, some of the things that I share in this episode. So, of course, um, we've really uh, all had our um, faith tested, if we're religious. Our faith in God, so to speak, or our faith in a higher cosmic order or higher power, if we're religious. And why is that? Well, because obviously we've witnessed so much deception, corruption, greed, and exploitation during the COVID scam I mean, we know that the uh, we've done much research. I'm sure into how the world works, so we were aware of this before COVID hit. So uh, of course we were we were probably prepped. Um, but what I want to look at is there is there a deeper meaning to all of this and um, because I know it's uh, made me question some of my own beliefs and strongly held assumptions about life and the meaning of existence so how can we make sense of the last two years um I mean what I can say from my perspective is I've certainly become a lot more aware of my own triggers and um how I re- react when I feel I'm being judged for my um views and opinions and uh when I feel marginalized ridiculed or stigmatized for going against um the COVID official mainstream narrative and of course what a lot of uh, perhaps your own friends and family uh, were repeating all the norms and uh, all the normal behaviours, perhaps that's something that you've uh, you've all had to go up against and you've been ridiculed by your family for um, for standing up for what you believe in, for standing up for your principles and for perhaps standing up for the right simple choice for us to choose what goes in our in our body it's felt um, like history repeating itself really um, for myself from my own perspective I've always felt like uh, the black sheep of the family <laughs> I've always felt um, a bit of an outsider again as I've spoken about before on discerning consciousness uh, and what it's like to live outside consensus reality and the hive mind it's quite painful and I think it's been brought home to us uh, all um, quite uh, quite intensely during the last two years, because it is it's a painful journey to uh, live outside so-called normal society and plough your own furrow, pl- the, to uh, own your own sovereignty, sovereignty. Sorry, and um, to express your own divine will, which some people um, would argue is is God's will. So COVID. Has just just confirmed how much uh, I'm different from a lot of my own family, and I think at the beginning I was a bit like a rebellious teenager, and it was like, well, I'll show them, I'm going to stand up for what I believe, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to confront them if they share a different opinion. But of course, um, as time went by, my position softened, and I realised, well, that's a very immature attitude um, to have. Uh In terms of challenging people's um, opinions um, because at the end of the day they are right to see things uh with regards to covid um as they see fit and uh it's just to the thing that I've found with say families just to focus on what common interests you do have and not to not to personalize it because all of these things are all of these external narratives we do tend to over personalize them don't we and also we tend to judge people based on their opinions which is not a very it's not a very spiritually evolved way of um, being in the world and it's important to connect with a person's essence and uh, like i just said not to judge them for their views or opinions because i'm sure we would all like to be treated in a similar way and um i know it's difficult um if someone is verbally attacking you of course you have the the right to stand up for yourself i mean that's a that's a different um different type of scenario i mean i haven't really faced that to be honest but i know some people have and that that's an unfortunate um situation so for me the last 2 years in that regard it really has been a steep learning curve and um insult sort of back in 2020 at the start of the whole um, COVID event, I think I was feeling a bit resentful uh, and angry because um, my perspective, my viewpoint, I didn't see that um, anyone around me was honouring or, or respecting it. And then as time's gone on, as I've said, I've just learnt really to, um, learned to accept that as being a, a reality and not falling into the trap of trying to wake people up to my opinion something else again that i've spoken about at length on discerning consciousness because it's so important because all you do is waste a lot of your own psychic energy trying to wake people up you you become a target and uh really it's a kind of like a dead end game at the end of the day you become a bit like a, a bit like a dog chasing its tail there is no real there is no um there's no solution or resolution at the end of the day because people will come to their own their own truths um in time and who is to say that our individual truth is an objective truth because uh what often happens is and i'll talk about this a bit later is you get into a situation where people say well that's your truth and i have my truth and then you just get into these sort of um get into a situation of where you've got it's a bit like an egoic tower of tower defense so you've got two positions which i see as two individual structures and they're just battling against one another so there's no there's no scope or possibility for growth in that dynamic And we have to learn um learn some sense of humility because i know um if like me you've done a lot of studying over the years in in all sorts of subjects not just um conspiracy type stuff and alternative histories uh you know going into things like psychology and philosophy and natural health and uh secret histories of the world and numerous things that i could mention ad nauseum i do think there is a tendency to develop a little bit of a sort of um, elitist attitude if you like because most people they don't do that once they leave education in their early 20s beyond that they probably will only kind of learn more about things if it's related to a job or a career advancement. But generally, whatever they learn will be within the kind of mainstream understandings of things. I think also that's where we see in the alternative media this sort of um, them and us attitude develops, in terms of you know, you have the so called awakened and the sheeple. So I think that's, I think I fell into a bit of that at the beginning of covid in 2020 because for many of us um, it was so obviously um, a scam they were deliberately uh, overstating overplaying the risk but of course i think uh, as i was saying we've learnt to uh to sort of look at a a little bit of recent history and see that covid is just another event really uh that comes along and we just need to need to remain balanced so we don't lose our proverbial shit for one of a better phrase because then we're we're no good to man or beast really and that's something uh best avoiding avoided i should say the other thing um i just want to mention here is uh something else that i picked up on during the last two years last two years sorry in terms of my own sort of personal lessons and revelations is this thing whereby we can easily get lost in online echo chambers uh on social media whatever your platform of choice is i mean i still use twitter and facebook much to my shame some might argue <laughs> um not too much now not too much i dip in so- on some days you know maybe for 15 20 minutes but but that's about it really um but there is a danger as a saying of um just getting lost in echo chambers where we only converse with people who share the same opinion with us we're constantly sharing information with one another with people that are already aware of what's going on they're already aware of the playbook uh, and you know i have to hold my hand up in the past um, back in 2006 2007 when i first started researching historic events like nine eleven, i was very much the type of person who would constantly share uh, information with people that i don't really know particularly and share it on facebook uh, message messenger and to this day quite a few i get quite a few messages each day from people i don't even know they are my friends on facebook and they send me information in in chat messages and uh, i would say i'm appreciative Uh, i don't necessarily have the time to look at everything that's sent but i do remember um, you know that I was once in that mindset where I thought it was all about sharing lots and lots of um, information that isn't to say information isn't important of course but we just need to be we need to be um, balanced and sometimes I think it's about developing an instinct to know when is the right time to de- detach from the information stream. I have to hold my hand up. Um, I'm still struggling with that one uh, certainly since uh, events have kicked off um in the ukraine i feel like i'm um, very much uh, connected to the alternative media stream and um, i will be uh sharing my thoughts on what's going on there for what it's worth if you're interested on this particular platform if you are interested i've already done i think i've done about three or four videos on youtube already um so yeah check that out that's your thing it's just discerning consciousness podcast and you'll find me on there on youtube um so yeah it's extremely um as I saying extremely easy to become obsessed with sharing information um, and um someone I follow I've followed now for a long time actually uh Neil kramer uh, author and mystic and uh, just all round amazing guy I think um, he's a a British guy but he's lived in uh, America for quite a few years now um, I think he's up on uh, the Olympic peninsula north, yeah, on that coast up there, so sort of Seattle way and um, so yeah check out his work uh, I think his website, yeah it's just neilkramer.com and uh, he describes something as called um, when people first get into conspiracies, he talks, he speaks, and I like this phrase, it's called the revealing stage and this is very, I know for me, uh, this very much was the first part of my personal awakening And that sounds a bit uh, grandiose doesn't it, forgive me for that but perhaps you can relate to it, uh, perhaps you can relate to it yourself and this is where you begin to discover, you, you start <laughs> um, thundering down um, the rabbit hole and you you come across you come across many truths be it with regards to the pharmaceutical industry with regards to why war, war with regards to sorry with regards to why wars happen and why they're made to happen with regards to um the financial system the monetary system again I could go on and on and on and and um you know the truth about um Truth about healthy food, healthy living, why all this information is delif- deliberately suppressed. You can become overwhelmed during this revealing stage and it's it's sort of like it's onto the next thing, onto the next thing, the next piece of information. And um, if like me, you didn't really put any uh, any firewalls in or any breakers, you can just keep going and going and going. And of course, the end process of that is you just completely wear, wear yourself out and um, become uh, chronically unbalanced and uh, become um, yeah vulnerable to a lot of sort of health problems like I did in terms of uh, anxiety and things like that and uh, insomnia because I just uh, I was so much uh, out of balance. So another phenomena of this sort of the revealing stage is uh, you'll see people create funny memes maybe. With regards to Boris Johnson or or Biden or, or Trudeau of course recently a lot with regards to um, the trucker or truckers convoy uh, in Canada but if we're just venting our anger at political figures then it almost becomes like a self-defeating pro- process we need to learn the art of detachment in order to still our minds and return to the centre of our being but by the same token it, it can be it can be um It can be therapeutic, can't it? Because these sort of leaders, they're so so bizarre now. They're they're almost like pantomime or cartoon characterizations of of evil uh, along with their smarmy, psychopathic smiles. It's almost hard to believe, isn't it, really? Um, But at the heart of all this um, is a very understandable desire to wake people up to the truth. Uh, and as I said before, I've, um, I did a YouTube video that proved to be uh, quite popular. Um, check it out. I think it was why is it I entitled it Why is it dangerous to try and wake people up? So we've all done we've all done it at some stage, haven't we? Uh, or we continue to want to get people to share our opinions in order to push back against this blatant and overt tyranny. Uh, But the problem is that um, when we just focus on all of the darkness and all of the ways that we appear to be uh, being manipulated human consciousness during the revealing stage uh, we can become extremely pessimistic or depressed and then obviously people uh, reject us even more we can become uh, quite socially isolated as well of course and um, we may even experience people in our lives becoming angry towards us when we try to wake them to our truth wake them up to our truth because in effect we're questioning their reality and that can be extremely insulting to a person who has no interest in information that runs counter to the mainstream narrative I think the phrase goes something like um, let let the you know let the let sleeping dogs lie or, or, or let let the baby sleep you wouldn't It'd be quite cruel, wouldn't it, to push a baby in a pram or a cot and wake it up? So that's why we don't do it. But so when it comes to adults, um, we should stick to <laughs> stick to that same um, same justification. So at the same time, we always need to, I think, and I've experienced this a lot over the last two years. At the same time, we need to check in with ourselves and um, just question ourselves and think, well, why do we? need to wake people up people up sorry to our truth why is there that compulsion to do that is it saying something about me is are we um you know are we projecting our shadow this is an important question to consider i know it isn't easy because there's this sort of knee-jerk reaction isn't there but we need to discover that's something i've had to do through shamanic therapy um, over the years you'll often find it's um due to unhealed um, emotional trauma or wounding that we want to wake people up. Whilst at the same time it is an earnest and noble aim because it can feel as if um, we're witnessing this huge crime, if you like, committed against humanity in many, many different ways, in many different ways, whatever it might be, through the media propaganda, through the poisoning of the food supply, through, through what it, whatever it is, um, electromagnetic frequency radiation all those different topics that we may well have looked at but we need to so on the one hand it is understandable I completely understand it because we feel like our friends and family maybe you know that maybe their health is suffering in some way so we want to wake them up to these alarming truths so it it is understandable um, it is perfectly um, understandable and um, Often during the last two years, I know I've become emotionally triggered by issues uh, related to COVID-19 and uh, I've often forgotten that, you know, people are perfectly entitled, as I was saying before, to have a completely different perspective. I think what triggers us is that we get this sense in which their perspective they haven't come to themselves and that through media propaganda and mind control, that they have shaped uh, these people's opinions and that's why we kind of get angry and resentful but you know we've got to detach and I know it's difficult and as I say I've fallen into this trap many many a time and um, we can become so convinced of the truth or the veracity of the information that we attach to uh, that we can forget to adopt a neutral stance I think um, what fuels this is our Frustration that the vast majority of the population continue to be easily manipulated into believing obvious lies and deceptions. Um, you know, what, we become full of incredulity, uh, en- en-cred- I can't even pronounce the word, but basically we find it um, shocking that such obvious lies and deceit are believed by people, as I was just saying. But we need to remember that the journey of awakening is. An extremely painful and challenging thing journey, um, especially uh, if you're not falling into the common trap of spiritual bypassing, which is uh, something that Mike and I have spoken about in the past. Did an episode entitled "Spiritual Bypassing," so um, check that out. You can learn all about that. Um, uh, our take on it, anyway, because I, I feel that that is something that a, a lot of people uh, fall into in order to protect themselves from the harsh realities of the material 3D existence, if you like. Um, Yeah, so a lot of people um, are not prepared, I believe, to make the individual sacrifices it takes in order to walk the path of sovereignty and true selfhood, with any degree of authenticity or sincerity. It's extremely hard work, as I'm sure you're all very much aware, and I know I struggle uh, I think we all do need outside guidance of elders, for at least from time to time, to, you know, point us in the right direction. I think it's always worth remembering um, if you're ever frustrated by friends and family who reject you, and think that you're a um, a crazy far right wing conspiracy theorist, that that's all part of the test. Um, You know, it it isn't going to be easy. It isn't all going to be nymphs, elves and uh, unicorns. As as we know, I'm sure you guys are all very much well aware of that. But the point of this episode really is that the last two years and the whole COVID shenanigans, I think, has um, brought that back to me, reminded me of that quite starkly. And I know from years of experience, it's all too easy to become um extremely pessimistic even uh even nihilistic really uh, obviously that's something we want to avoid at all costs just giving up and throwing in the towel um there is that temptation to do that uh when we look at the state of the world i think that's why it's so important to um at least periodically to uh pull ourselves away from the screens at least as i say from time to time and uh reconnect with nature and the magnificence of existence and the universe which is why I tend to do these recordings out here in the New Forest on the south coast of the UK which hasn't been easy re- recently because we've been experiencing a lot of storms but it's a very calm, settled settled day today which is great. So it's also helpful to turn to understandings I feel gained from studying the tarot and astrology because Uh, I believe they give us a broader scope of understanding in terms of the transformation that is happening right now on the planet in spite of the last two years and uh, the Rona coronavirus and uh, all of the horrors of war all around the world and conflicts not just what's happening of course over there in the Ukraine right now so in some sense This helps to um, having an understanding, I believe, of tarot and astrology in some sense helps us to contextualise and depersonalise some of the pain and discomfort we feel in our lives having to live in what appears to be a complete insane world. Because once we have a concept of things like the Kali Yuga, uh, the Mayan prophecies, we gain an understanding of the cyclical nature of existence and that again that helps us to contextualize the darkness in the world I mean it doesn't necessarily make it easier to see what's going on but at least we have I call it like you can zoom out and you can see more of the map yeah and it helps us to grasp uh, a bigger picture and a deeper meaning beyond what appears to be on the surface at least the march the march of evil right now but with regards to COVID nineteen, something else that I know is at the forefront of so many minds now, as it appears, or as if the House of Cards is collapsing, and as we know, uh, the exit strategy is 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 fully in place now, right in front of our eyes. Um, and this is something else. Uh, again, I spoke about in one of my YouTube videos. It's it's I feel it's helpful. Per- this is just from my perspective. I'm not telling you guys what to do. This is just my own, as I said, my own uh, understanding, lessons and revelations from the last few years. But I feel it's better to live not in the expectation of justice to prevail in some sort of Nuremberg II-style situation. I mean, it's, again, it's, um, it's a very natural instinct to want justice to be served when uh, a crime and crimes, especially of this magnitude, have, uh, have been committed. But if history tells us anything... This um, very rarely, or if, if at all happens, um, as many behind the nine eleven, or at least who are involved on one level, uh, many of the neocons have gone on to live um, very long lives and um, the sort of secret um, hidden unknowns beyond the political puppets as well, um, the light and also Sorry, the political figures, the likes of Rumsfeld, Cheney, Bush, and Colin Powell. And I believe Colin Powell did die quite recently. I believe he was uh, up in his eighties. So they don't ever appear, at least on the surface, to be held on the surface. So to be, to be, um, you know, for justice to be served. So I have found in my own experience of life, it's, it's it's helpful not to expect that to happen. It will be great if it did if there was some sort of nuremberg two style trials and it wasn't just lower level uh, perfunctory players that were thrown under a bus hey wouldn't it be great we'd be shocked that that would happen but i don't live in expectation of it happening because i think when you um project out into the future the expectation of something good happening and obviously then when it doesn't happen you're giving away your psychic power you're also giving away your your creative energies as well and the reason why i say that is because i've i uh, you know i continue to fall into that trap and yeah it's just something that um um i all constantly have to make myself aware of i think undoubtedly as i've spoken about yeah again before we are definitely going through an ascension process here on planet earth and it is an amazing time to be alive um but to all intents and purposes sorry we are still living in a fallen earth or if you like or a planet whether planned or not so we have to let go of our attachment to things in improving uh or evil being vanquished if you like um for all the reasons i just laid out so i've learned this the hard way really constantly i mean that's what drove me um almost to the point of uh insanity but not quite <laughs> back in uh, around about from 06 to 2010, because I would so desperately wanted to see a better world, so desperate for humanity to finally, you know, to finally live free, to be free conscious beings. And I was jet desperate for all the evil to finally be removed from the planet. And uh, yeah, that, that didn't end very well for me, because um, what happened really was I was so desperate for the system and all the evil systems out there to collapse that what actually happened was my inner, my own inner being collapsed. Because as we know on a deeply spiritual sort of cosmic, hyperdimensional level, I'm not sure the words to use here, but um, there is no separation between us and the outside world. We're just projecting into the field, if you will. So um, in a sense, the world Um, what I wanted did happen it was just not in the way that I expected so it shows you again doesn't it the um, the power of manifestation Uh, be careful of what you wish for so all we can really do is look within at the divisions and tensions within our own being and in so doing that can help remove our insistence that the external world must change in accordance with our personal wishes I know these are very challenging concepts, and like i was saying, I struggle with it myself. Struggle to absorb and understand when we all really just want to. We just want to wave uh, a magic wand, don't we? Uh, and when it becomes personal, and when we are victims ourselves, perhaps of a crime or a physical attack, an, an atta- a physical attack, I should say. Sorry, it's, vis- it's very difficult to just say well you know i've almost uh willed this upon myself you know it's it's uh it's a very challenging thing to accept isn't it so there's a trap of getting lost just to get um back to this whole idea of um covid and the last two years there's always been this ongoing um sort of tendency to get lost in the trap of um what we believe is really going on and seeking out our favorite um our favorite uh, alternative um commentators for example with regards to the fake covid vaccination there was so much information continues to be well what is in the vaccines how deadly are they and perhaps what percentage of the shops shots, shots sorry are blanks or just saline solutions and i know initially uh, i got you know, uh, was um, very much fixated, I should say, on trying to find out. But then I realized it just becomes, um, again, a self-defeating process because we'll never really know amidst all the lies, deceptions, gaslighting, misinformation, disinformation, the truth of what's in the vaccines. We'll never really know um, beyond the fact that it is now actually coming out to be proven that, they, that it does alter DNA. I believe there was an announcement recently that was buried within all the news from the Ukraine. But whether there are microscopic razor blades, whether there's graphene oxide, I don't know. And I think that the trouble is we you can actually really become, yeah, quite obsessed. And it as I was saying before, things like that can begin to really badly affect your health. You have to say, I know there's something not right here. I know that there's something that stinks and knowing the history of um, pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry and what they have historically put in vaccines, you know, I know it isn't good but by the same token um, I've had to dis- detach myself from a lot of the specula- speculation and the constant search for new and updated information with regards to things like um, the fake covid vaccination so why why is it uh, just to bring up this point now why is it so challenging to detach or why has it been i should say so challenging to detach from the covid narratives during the last two years And i just want to share my thoughts on this because this is an important point because we keep get drawing into the bright lights uh, you know in the in the shop window they keep they keep glowing ever brighter don't they the neon lights the truth this is the truth of the covid this is the truth of coronavirus well from my perspective i think it's the the scope because of the the um, extensive scope of the deception is so monumental that we might just be dealing here with another seasonal flu virus and that's of course no disrespect to anyone that's died from uh, coronavirus at all but this deception is so monumental that it has us gripped, almost like a murder mystery story um so it's easy to get lost in all the analysis to the extent that we forget that a world exists beyond it all and uh, as i was saying before about getting the importance of getting out into nature sorry hopefully you can hear me above the plane uh we live in it because as we know, we live in a beautiful and abundant planet. But it can all be too easy to lose sight of this when we get stuck in our minds. And I know being, um, being an air sign, uh, Gemini, um, that's something that uh, I have to grapple with a lot about getting stuck in my mind. Because Covid is just another story in a long list of stories and events and narratives that have gripped humanity throughout history. Um, we can, we can't. Of course, it would be stupid to, to deny the profound impact that COVID has had on the physical, emotional, psychological, and physical health of millions, if not billions, of people. And there has been so much suffering, so much suffering caused. But we still have to live our lives the best we can, to create, to laugh, to forgive, and to um, to love. At the end of the day, the most fundamental thing of all. Otherwise, we can easily become overwhelmed by cynicism and literally uh, anxiety and depression, and and um, believe that humanity is is screwed. And and um, again, when I lost myself down the rabbit hole, that's that's. Eventually, I got to that stage where I made a stone of my heart. I just gave up, and I did dip into. Um, a very kind of nihilistic attitude to life and i didn't see the trees and i didn't see the leaves and i didn't see the wondering um in a in a sunrise and sorry if that sounds a little bit contrite or a little bit what's the word cheesy or corny but that's just something that i um that i went through so when covid came along i had some sort of tools and techniques at my disposal i had some sort of wisdom Uh, already built in Uh, but that didn't mean I didn't um, you know fall foul of certain traps but it did make me realize that that experience I had whilst tumbling down the rabbit hole I I had had that experience for a reason and it wasn't just a period of psychosis or madness there was there was some profundity to, to what there was some profundity in respect of my own life journey and perhaps how I might be able to help some people, in a, in, a, in a modest way, maybe that as well. So um, it's, um, I think the other thing to consider is that uh, we need to learn to um, rise above the machinations of the 3D material plane. And it brings to mind the old adage of to be in the world but not of the world. And I know that's easier said than done. I know that that has become very much uh, a new age mantra, so please do forgive me. But as I was saying, we fall to the other spectrum of constantly being in negative states of mind. It can have extremely serious implications, um, not just for our mental health, but for our physical health. As above, so below, as I was talking about. And um, the other thing is, uh, unbeknownst to me at that time, what types of being was I inviting into my consciousness in terms of attachments and entities? And that's why it is important the types of information that we look at and why we need to regulate um, dark revealing stuff um, with lighter stuff, with humor. You know, that's why sometimes it's good to post funny memes on Facebook. I know there's a lot of funny memes at the moment in terms of the way the whole mainstream media has literally just switched from being obsessed with covid the jabs to the situation in the ukraine right now and and the enemy of choice has gone from the uh the unvaccinated to now vladimir putin and russian billionaires so you know the media has chosen the next enemy who we must hate so yeah we need to um we need to be aware of uh, of that really, what sort of beings, as I was saying, we might be inviting into our consciousness. because It's all quite a subtle process and we need to learn to be the guardian at the gate of our consciousness. I know that's very, very um, important because these external storylines seeking truth, we, know, we need to seek the truth within our, within our own being as much as anything else, because as the great mystic Gurdjieff said, in order to understand, and I quote, in order to understand the interrelation of truth and falsehood in life, a man must understand falsehood in himself, the constant incessant lies he tells himself. And I think that's a very important time uh, to remind ourselves of that. And in the subject of truth or truth-seeking, I feel it can become a little bit of, a, bit of an obsession. Uh, we can get caught in an intellect, intellectual trap where we place far too much importance upon information and certain narratives, as I've spoken about before. And truth is a little bit like a, a moving target, as uh, Rush, the great Rush, said in one of their, uh, one of their songs and, uh, of course, the great lyricist Neil Pitt. God, may god his mate his uh soul may rest in peace um and yeah our concept of truth is constantly it's constantly shifting and changing and altering altering we get stuck in these kind of loops or arguments as I was saying before again my truth versus your truth you're entitled to your truth I'm entitled to my truth which leads to these sort of polarities and divisions between the sleepwalkers and the unawakened i think it's helpful to avoid these traps and divisions and separations they cause And we need to accept that people change their perspectives and views on events so what you what you might perceive to be your truth right now uh, may change over time uh, and i think uh, we've all we've all experienced that so um, again that's another reason why we need to share we need to have humility towards other people who may have their own different truth or a different perspective uh i know i uh over the years um you know it's, it's been hard for me to judge to drop my judgment and um it's only really tempered through you know i've only really been able to temper that through a process of um, healing work within the context of uh, shamanism. So I'm just going to move towards um, the end of uh, this particular episode and um, this is going to be more kind of quite hard hitting what I'm going to share now so do forgive me. I certainly don't mean to cause any offence. Uh, that isn't the intention because as you know on Discerning Consciousness the clue is in the word discernment. I try to share with other people as well uh, other people who've made uh, great contributions uh, in the past and continue to on my YouTube channel Um, I always try to keep things balanced but some stark thing that's really come to my attention in the last two years in respect of covid and my own insight is that in the main people still do prefer and this is my own experience here as someone that lives a very cushioned life as many of us do really in in the western world a lot of issues and problems that problems that we have continue to be first world problems i think we need to be aware of that but put that to one side for the moment if you will The conclusion I've come to from the last two years is that most people continue to prefer slavery to freedom and what I'm talking about, as you're probably aware, is a a form of domesticated economic slavery with dependence upon government financial support as we've seen stimulus checks and uh, furlough payments here in the United Kingdom. But as a result of that, millions more people in the Western world are now completely reliant upon government support for their basic physical needs. And some might argue this has been part of a deliberate plan to further enslave humanity. Uh, I'm not apportioning any blame here because a lot of vulnerable people have no means to help themselves, whatever. So they, are, they have no choice but to be uh, dependent upon government ha- uh, welfare payments. But this is a very disturbing aspect of the legacy of the pandemic, if you will, and this means that it's going to be even more challenging now for humanity to free itself from the shackles, to free itself from our slavery and our dependence upon all of the uh, all of uh, matrix systems, if you will, if you will, and um, an aspect of the grand conspiracy if you like is that it remains far easier far easier for us to enslave ourselves than it does to free ourselves and uh, the last two years with the covid has reminded me uh, of that to be honest and nothing is going to change until enough conscious human beings co-create a better world and people in the ascension movement um, say we are close to critical mass or a tipping point right now that will bring about the transformation of life on this planet Um, I hope that is the case Uh, I remain skeptical I think it's gonna be quite a slow process I see it more in terms of uh, the individual uh, adding to the collective or the whole Um, but I definitely think we are reaching a point of no, re- no return so to speak and how, how that will play out on the material plane um, is anyone's guess um, at this stage really to be honest but I mean also to add what I've witnessed from the last two years is um, most human beings are extremely or have extremely a good nature and in the main, are very kind individuals, but they just follow the path of least resistance. The pull of the hive mind or consensus reality is extremely powerful, and so it takes a lot of bravery and courage to step outside the conformity and comforts, uh, because the pressure to conform um, it is very, very intense, and it takes a lot of uh, it does take a lot of courage and bravery. Uh, to think, to think for ourselves uh, so we need to give ourselves a big collective, big collective um, pat on the back I think um, we often forget to do that really for, and it is good to do that from time to time because it is, it is a tough old journey, uh, journey of um, selfhood, um, trying to work through all our blind spots, trying to wake up to the ways in which we lie to ourselves and how it impinges and impedes our progress in life um, that, that is a really really painful process when you realise it is, it, is it is all down to us at the end of the day a lot of these impediments that we look to outside there only we can, only we can overcome that and that is a really challenging tough uh, proposition but I think it's wor- well worth taking up I think, again, um, we're seeing this with regards, especially here in Europe, not so much in Canada and America, I'm sure, because your your media out there is um, probably not focusing on it so much. But generally, people are scared, they're confused, they know something is desperately wrong in the world, but they struggle to connect the dots and see the bigger picture of how humani- humanity is being manipulated by dark forces beyond their control or comprehension so in the last two years they've really just complied with covid rules guidelines diktats recommendations laws uh, only because of the confusion and and really because they don't know what else to do so they're not bad people then it's certainly not stupid or unintelligent people Uh, so in that in that sort of situation conformity stems seems sorry to be the only logical approach even though they know that something is right so really in summary a lot of people have complied because they don't know what else to do it seems to make sense although part of them thinks well there's something wrong going on here and um when everyone around them their work colleagues their friends and family are doing the same well it seems like um that's the sensible same thing to do doesn't it and uh, don't get me wrong i don't mean to come across as negative or pessimistic but that's just been my experience that i've wanted to share with you my take my insights and revelations um from the last two years of course you guys listening may have a completely different experience depending on who you are what type of character you have and of course where you live in the world because it really has um uh, the impl- the impact has um, varied from place to place. So thank you all so, so much for listening today for uh, just my latest roundup with regards to COVID and the last two years. And my some of the, my observations, some of my um, revelations, um, and hopefully what I've shared has proved to be useful to you all. That's uh, always the aim uh of course um like i said um i will share my perspective on what's going on in ukraine obviously because it is a serious situation um i think it would be wrong to turn our attention away from that so yeah please do um check back within the next week or so i should have some new content so um in the meantime i hope life is treating um you well and uh, yeah thank you for taking the time to listen I really do appreciate that. And I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye-bye for now.